back to the new Creative Age podcast. Today with me, I have an extremely talented, award-winning designer, Solomia. Her brand is acclaimed for redesigning, reshaping and rethinking objects for the modern world. Solomia's work combines craft and technology, led by a depth of understanding of manufacturing process. Her fantastic work has been featured in famous magazines like Elle Decorations and Financial Times. Salomia, welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> welcome. And you brought to the studio some amazing objects with you. I did. Oh gosh, I wish I could share them on the on the podcast. Uh, but uh, tell me, what 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 do we have here? Well, I thought I'd bring in um, my first works, which was um, my ceramic cups, inspired by modernism and design and architecture. Um, and I've. That I've just felt comfortable bringing in my products. It was almost like a part of me that I wanted yeah. to hold. Your your babies, share. your your <laughs> your ideas, yeah. surround yourself. Okay, so so what brought you to the design world? The design world. Um, so I actually studied art at A level. Um, I then decided to do an art foundation. Um, and then I decided to do furniture and product design course. Mm. Um, and then I shortly realized after a year of that course that it was too um design based for me so mm -hmm. it was a lot of computer work right. um and i really really enjoyed model making um mm -hmm. and then i began to realize that was quite i had a skill in that mm. um and i liked playing with objects and and touching and feeling and putting pieces together a bit like Lego because Lego was mm. a huge inspiration as a child. Oh yeah, I, I used to love Lego. Oh, when I was little. endless Lego! Lego is just endless. Yeah, I mean, the amount of creativity you can get through Lego is is just amazing. Um, so, yeah. So basically, the that course was kind of numbing me. It didn't mm -hmm. give me that creativity that I had inside of me. Mm -hmm. So then I opted to do a ceramic course. Um, mm -hmm. And I moved to Bath, so I transferred straight through to the first year into the second year. Um, it was a bit of a jump because I had to play catch up. Uh -huh, yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, I I managed to get a degree, so that's and good, right? Fantastic. <laughs> that that means that was the right path, and you are extremely good at what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, with the um, degree work at at, at Bath, um, it was through architecture. Mm -hmm. um, so architecture, modernism and design. And I used to do daily walks up to school and I used to pass the Royal Crescent. Mm -hmm. um, and have you been to Bath? It's such a beautiful city. Yes, I've it's been so there inspiring. once. Yeah. So inspiring. So the buildings out there are just like, wow. Yeah. Um, and subconsciously it was, you know, every time I'd do that that walk, I would, I would get inspired and, and creative, like really in mm -hmm. a... In a strong way. Um, and then I discovered a style um, which was very Bauhaus. Um, mm -hmm. And um, my forms were very architectural. Um, and so you kind of put pieces together, um, Lego <laughs> buildings. <Yeah. laughs> um, and then I created these forms. Um, and that's what I was nominated for, uh, Best British Design for. Um, and I was getting quite a lot of press and... Um, it was interesting because for me, um, it was just an extension of my BA. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, I wanted to pursue a career in it because obviously you go to uni, mm -hmm. you, you kind of fulfill your 
yeah, career and, of course. And, and that course. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I followed that route and um, I started exhibiting in shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realised that um, it was great because I was getting all these all these leads. Um, but then a part of me became a bit like a robot because I was getting orders. Right. And I was... Um, trying to fulfill these orders in time and then come the next show yeah. I didn't have anything new to show for because I was right. like too busy making of course yeah you were just executing what you exactly. were asked for yeah yeah um and I think it I realized at the point where someone came up to my stand and said, like, so where's your new work and I just stood there kind of frozen and it was almost like I had no answer mm. like I had literally had no answer um but it it was a good wake up moment yeah it mm. was definitely and I think you you go through that in life and oh yeah and mm. and you you know sometimes it's complete strangers that just come up to you and you're just like uh okay ask yeah. me that question, that question. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that question yeah they probably not, don't even realize and you just respond something and they feel like oh whatever a small chat somewhere <laughs> yeah um but then it means something to you so what did that moment inspired you to do so uh, Actually, I was at a show and then I was asked to do an MA at the Royal College of Art. Mm. Um, so I had to submit a portfolio, which mm-hmm. I did. Um, was asked into an interview. And again, it was another one of those questions. Um, what was your intent with this object? Was it to be used functionally or just to look at aesthetically? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, function, but aesthetic also. But then I kind of knew that it was more driven by aesthetics rather than function. Mm-hmm. And then again, it was like, okay, maybe I need to do a course. I have to think about how to make these items more functional, more design-led, rather mm-hmm. than looking at it from an art design point of view. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm not saying that those two can't marry together because they can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there needs to be a balance of aesthetic and function. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. So, okay, so you went through all that that journey. Uh, how would you describe yourself as a designer nowadays? Nowadays? Mm-hmm. Um, my nephew would describe me as an inventor, <laughs> which mm. is really cute. Um, I would describe myself as um, an innovative designer, that has a fresh outlook on existing objects. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll take an object and look at ways of how I can push that to a different kind of realm, mm-hmm. um, make it a bit more cutting edge, mm-hmm. but then also uh, draw that emotion that you get from an object mm-hmm. and make it relatable to our current lives now that we're living in. So talking about current lives, how the whole user experience is not the right word, how the experience of an object changed uh, or of objects in general um, this year. How has it changed? Because obviously we are in the lockdown. Yeah, we're in lockdown. There are so limitations, no touching. (laughs) No touching. It's actually that no touching has actually had a reverse on people. I think people have um, realised how important our senses are. Mm-hmm. Um, and how you interact with objects on a daily basis. And I think 
re really what's happened is people have become aware more of things around them mm -hmm. and what occupies them to their spaces, mm -hmm. um, what they choose to have in their spaces, mm -hmm. what they um, want in order to have a happy feeling. Mm -hmm. um, so that could be, I don't know, what, did you buy anything during lockdown for your home? I, I actually bought a house. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> so I you had to you had to um, decorate that house, right? Full of it's lovely a objects. Still ongoing job. Okay, I'll uh, send you some of my work. <laughs> definitely. I mean, if we we just moved in a month ago, so there is like a lot of work to do. But you you're right. Um, once you move into a new place, and then another thing, like you know, lockdown. <laughs> Uh, me and my partner we work from home most yeah. of the time we spend more time in a space that is ours which we can shape yeah. however we want before it was just pretty much a place where we were sleeping that's yeah. it we wake up in the morning go to work yeah. uh, jump on public transport then go to the office yeah you are you spend most we used to spend most of our times in spaces that we can't change and now yes we are discussing a lot about what we want in the house i think also um people are questioning where things have sourced where they come from oh yeah and yeah. i think during this lockdown um it's brought people's attentions to um where things are coming from and um when it's not necessarily on the shelves you do kind of think okay um, and then you're then you're kind of you have a mind shift to thinking of um, maybe you know we could be supporting local artists um, by directing them and that's actually that's has happened. Um, people yeah. have had a bit more time to um, research, look into um, local creatives and buying direct from them um, and there's been a number of things online um, I'm not sure if you've seen it but the art support pledge fund mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think that's you know that's, that's a really fantastic kind of change change and mm -hmm. yeah and it, it almost needed to happen I, th I think sometimes creatives get overlooked yeah um, but I think also people are valuing objects more mm -hmm. um, they because they're surrounded uh, while well, they're in their homes more yeah you you notice things around you and you you kind of want to have an item that you kind of cherish more you have that tactile experience of holding and, and interacting with an object and that's what is really important and because that's what makes a routine of things mm. so uh, it becomes interesting and more meaningful in that way. Um, so it's like eating and drinking, for example. Uh -huh. So on a daily basis, you'll have a routine. Yeah. So it's extremely important nowadays in yeah, lockdown. They, they, they exactly. keep saying that we need to have a routine. There's a routine. So if it's having a cup of tea in the morning, you have a cup of tea in a nice ceramic mug, for example, mm -hmm. and you Your gain pleasure. Mug. You gain pleasure from that. Um, and it might be something that you look forward to because it's something that you mould mm -hmm. around, you know, you, you're holding it in your hands and it, it brings you comfort and joy. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's so true. And to be honest, like yeah, even at home, I've got my favorite mugs. Yeah. And only if all of them are in the dishwasher, I'm like, oh, okay, I can use that one. Ah, nothing yeah. else. The last mug left. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's different. Like I enjoy my drinks less, even if it's exactly the same coffee or tea. Yeah. It's just like nah, no. it's not my favorite mug. Yeah. <laughs> so. Has that change of like uh, people perception of items that they they have and they use changed the way you work nowadays, like this year, uh, or it actually didn't change the way you <laughs> you produce because you always were aware of it? Yeah, no. As a designer, I mean, uh, I mean, like throughout our say college years at Royal College of Art, um, the word sustainable was like the word that was going around um as designers we have to think about the environment um mm-hmm. we have to think about how things are made um and what type of environmental impact it has um so I, d- I do think of those things when it comes to creating obviously um so yeah and um the tell me about the sustainability yeah um so how do you research your materials um do you have like a list of materials that you use that are sustainable uh how does it work that you keep your work 100 percent sustainable um well for me when it comes to so there's two sides to my work um i have my own brand which is Solomir, um and then i also collaborate with um restaurants and bars for example and then i put on a dining experience for a product so if i'm pitching to a client in hospitality i would be looking at looking for sustainable type materials um, so again, because I am an innovative designer, I'm having to search for the latest technologies and materials uh-huh. and then um, try and fuse those together. Now, um, I have a project lined up. Um, I can't talk too much about it, but it's mm-hmm. based on a, a sporting arena. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is that we collect um, the waste, the recyclable bottles, water, what people have left after a game. And then use those materials as part of a trophy design. Wow, that's fantastic. So yeah, so what we're doing here is there's that awareness of environmental um, impact impact of plastic has. Um, You know, the object then becomes part of the arena that it's been in. So a game has been played there. Um, someone's been there drinking, eating, they've left something, then it becomes part of a memory that is then Mm. cherished as a trophy. Um, But then obviously I have to make this recyclable materials into quite a luxury item. So it's it's challenging in that sense. I mean, it's it's such an exciting brief and the concept actually came about during this pandemic because obviously you're thinking about sustainable designs and what you can do in order to sort of push it to the next level design. I mean, I'm constantly having to reinvent, rethink, reanalyze, re, you know, it's just constant. It's constant. It's like my brain's constantly ticking. (laughs) Yeah, designs, the rising, uh, like uh, creating new designs and through design, rising awareness as well. So there must be so much thought you need to put into just just one, one product oh it's it's amazing because 
every design that I I create has a story. So if I were to tell you about the story of, say, how this egg cup was, was made. Yes, please tell so, me. So we have a nice, beautiful <laughs> uh, egg cup in, in the studio. So I used to play with a lot of Samara seeds as a child. So um, that came from the sycamore tree. So um, we used to call them helicopter wings. So mm. you used to have a helicopter and you pick it up from the floor and then you throw it up in the air and then it would propel down. Um, and we are, at my um, college... Um, um, part of my degree work was to design an egg cup um, and I didn't really know how I was going to what the starting point was basically um, as I was cycling through Hyde Park I saw a helicopter wing propel down in front mm -hmm. of me and I was like oh right okay so we can use that rotational spin to make an egg cup that stacks and uh, like if you were to look at the egg cup from its side, yeah. it has a reference of the Samara seed. Yes. And then when you stack them, it actually looks like it's in flight. Oh, gosh, So then, yes. it, you know, it's it's that storytelling through an object. Wow, yeah. And it's when I look at the object, it looks dynamic as well. It seems yeah. like it moves, so yeah. it has that, that element to it. Wow. And it also encompasses the egg and the... Um, that particular egg cup is called Halo. Mm -hmm. So um, it basically halos the egg, mm -hmm. uh, you know, has that yeah, highlighting like just, yeah. geometric. Like it gives, brings it into like the center exactly. and gives the, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Wow. And so where do you think the future of design is going? Because, well, there are definitely some huge changes happening nowadays in the world. Um, definitely coronavirus and all the changes in 2020 change the world we consume, change the way we use objects. Mm -hmm. um, I personally started being more and more aware yeah, of like stuff like using plastic um, or like, you know, because we again, we spend so much time at home. The way the, the amount of clothes I have, do I mm -hmm. need them? Mm -hmm. Or like we go out a little bit less in obviously in the lockdown. So we just think like, mm, do I need a huge amount of clothes or I need like less clothes, but good quality that keeps me warm, keeps me comfy and then I want to go out. Like I want quality. Yeah. So where is the design going now? I think um, it's a sustainable part of design, which is key. But there's so much in terms of design that's changing through this lockdown. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of positive changes um, and some you're just like questioning <laughs> what the motive's behind. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm hoping as a society we can um, unlock all these new revelations that we have and turn them into positives. Um, but we do have to be a bit more conscious about um how we 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 live in the environment um it affects a lot of kind of say the food chain mm -hmm. um and so when you're thinking it from that point like perspective i mean if you were to watch um david attenborough on extinction mm -hmm. that's actually really powerful yeah um and you realize like what we are actually doing to the environment mm -hmm. um and as designers we play a key role in, you know, making sure that whatever we have built is coming from 
a sustainable yeah. resource. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because if you make a one design, that may lead to production of thousands of those objects. Mm -hmm. And if they are not sustainable, then well, you probably you feel that responsibility as a designer that you made a wrong decision for the planet. Yeah. Mm. Um. And uh, so, how did you find running your business during the lockdown? Um. I'm not going to lie, it's not been easy, but I don't think it's been easy for a lot of us. Um, constantly having to change, adapt, um, think of new ways of doing things. Um, a lot of the sales now are coming online. Um, so as I was talking to you before about the support pledge, mm -hmm. um, so that was a way of reaching out to a, a wider audience. Um my work with hospitality has kind of come at a standstill. I mean, they've been hit quite bad. Mm -hmm. um, but I think what was really important is how um, us creatives stick together during these hard times. Mm -hmm. um, and I decided to do a course um, during lockdown. Um, and it was about um, unlocking your true potential as a creative mm. um, and that was really really enjoyable um, and it 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 was really nice because you were amongst your peers mm. um, and it didn't feel like you were the only one in this position yeah. um, so when you have um, in your part of a group like that it, it gives you that confidence yeah. that yeah it's not just you, <laughs> it's not just you. struggling maybe it's not in the lockdown yeah. yeah yeah it was it's a communal experience it was and it is still um uh, but yeah you you've managed from what i hear you've managed to, to use that time to, to oh make completely some progress. yeah no i've um relaunching uh, my brand solomir so i've got a new website coming out in two weeks time Fantastic. um yeah that's really exciting um so I've been focusing on a lot of new products, um, getting ready for Christmas. Of course. <laughs> Christmas sales. And I've been working closely with the Royal College of Arts Student Union. Mm -hmm. um, every year they would do an annual fete. Um, so this year I've um, I managed to talk to the student union and ask them if it would be possible if we could get the students involved in doing an online Christmas show. So that's what we're working towards now. So, Fantastic. I mean, it's it's trying to bring everyone together and, uh, like, community. It's all about the community of creatives. Um, Amazing. Yeah. And if people want to find your product or buy a Christmas present for oh, somebody, yeah. <laughs> where, where, where they can find you? I'd love to say you can come visit my studio. <laughs> but... Um, um, you can find me online, so Solomia Sumaras on Instagram, um, mm -hmm. and then I have links to my Etsy shop on there, and then my website will be coming out soon, so solomia.co.uk. Fantastic. Oh, amazing. I mean, Sylvia, you're doing a fantastic job. Um, Thank you. And um, uh, yeah, I'm, I am looking forward to seeing more and more uh, designs from you. Um, they are beautiful, functional, sustainable. What to ask more? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, just, Ella. Yeah, they are, they, they are fantastic. And um, uh, yeah, I wish you I wish you all the best. Uh, and uh, yeah, you gave me some ideas for Christmas presents. Amazing. 
amazing. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas, and I'm just uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to jumping on your website. Thank and, you and so much. Uh, thank you so much for coming. It was lovely chatting to you. Likewise, likewise.